Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, I'm so glad that you are joining us today for today's episode. I am very excited about today's topic and two amazing guests that we have joining us. Uh, Dr. Wynn, Senior Director of Scientific Affairs at Instinct is here. And then Steph, who is the Retail Education Training Associate, is here with us as well. And they are going to be talking all about some of the studies that have been done um, around uh, a new concept of food that um, is called longevity. And so I'm really excited about having you guys here. So thank you guys for being here today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So um, Dr. Wynn, um, if we could just start with you and maybe you could introduce yourself and what your current role is and, and just kind of the background. Sure. My name is Dr. Susan Wynn. Um, I am the Senior Director of Scientific Affairs and uh, Board Certified Veterinary Nutritionist for Instinct. Um, I've been there for uh, almost three years now. And uh, my background is that I was in uh, practice, in veterinary practice, for 31 years. <clears throat> so I had a lot of practical experience feeding dogs and cats, switching them around from different types of diets, from dry to raw. <clears throat> and um, Got to see the results, and that's what brought me to Instinct to help out there. So excited to be here. That's amazing. I love that you've actually seen firsthand um, from a veterinarian perspective. That's fantastic. Good. (laughs) Steph, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, so I am Steph Stryer-Wordman, and I am a certified veterinary technician on the education and training team with Instinct. I've been back with Instinct since the end of 2019, and my background is I have always kind of been in the animal science realm. That's what I went to school for, and then after school, I was a veterinary technician, and I really discovered my true passion was centered around nutrition for pets, and I became a raw believer when I started feeding Instinct to one of my previous dogs who had a lot of trouble and difficulty finding a diet that worked well for her and thing one thing led to another and I bugged the instinct team until they let me join officially. And here I am today. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Again, I'm so glad that you guys have so much experience, you know, from the veterinarian world too. I think that that really helps people understand that this isn't just, Hey, this is a great idea, but you've actually seen it firsthand. Um, So Steph, if you could talk to us a little bit about, the company, the purpose, kind of maybe the history of Instinct? Absolutely. So at Instinct, uh, our home office is in St. Louis, Missouri. Our raw production is in Lincoln, Nebraska. So we love that we are a U.S.-based company and that we get to make all of our own raw food in our own facility. Our purpose, the reason behind everything we do is empowering people to transform the lives of pets. And that really, truly starts with the food we put in their bowl every single day. That is that multiple touch point that we have with our pets and the quality of our food matters. So we have been firmly based in raw nutrition. Our our entire 
company name, the logo is Instinct, the raw brand. So everything we do really centers around raw food, raw nutrition. We have a pretty unique story about how we started as a company. We, before we were making raw food for dogs and cats, before we had the instinct that you know us as today, we were actually feeding raw diets to the big cats at the Nebraska zoos. And in doing that, we were working really closely with the University of Nebraska, their PhD level nutritionists, and our founders helped create the, those first raw diets that were complete and balanced for those big cats. And that eventually led us to the instinct recipes that we're very proud to share with pet parents today. So over the last 20 years, we've continued to use the most advanced science and tech to put more raw into more bowls, yes, but also help grow that raw category and help educate pet parents about the power of raw nutrition. We've done that through innovating uh, in that raw space and helping make raw more accessible to more people. So part of that includes launching products like the first raw boost kibble, which is that combination of kibble and freeze-dried raw in all-in-one bag. And we were actually also the first to market, first to create raw frozen bites. So helping bring convenience to raw feeding for pet parents. That also centers around us continuing to challenge ourselves as a company and the industry. So our next big step, something that has helped bringing these new longevity recipes to life, is us focusing on taking raw from being anecdotal. So we all know that raw is good for our pets to really bringing it into that factual realm. And we've worked with some really inspiring researchers and individuals who are helping us bring that science of raw to pet parents. And science is always evolving, right? We want our nutrition knowledge to continue to shift and move forward with that, and with that research that's published. So we are have really, especially over the last year, adapted to some of those new nutritional principles in our latest recipes. That's amazing. I did not realize that you guys um, fed the cats at the zoo. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. Is that still something that's uh, that takes place or was that just kind of in the beginning? It is not. That's how we started. But really shifting into pet food to focus on, on dogs and cats, companion animals have such different nutritional goals that when we began really commit, committing to making dog and cat pet food, uh, we no longer continued with creating raw diets for those big cats at the zoos. Yeah, that's so cool, though. I love that. So the the newest thing that Instinct has been focusing on, even though you guys have been working on it for years in the background, but the newest thing to public, to the retail um, stores is a line called Longevity. And I am really excited about this. And can you talk a little bit about what it is? Absolutely. So Instinct Raw Longevity is our latest evolution in raw, and it looks really different from the recipes that we've created previously. So it, before we kind of dive into the details of longevity, I want to set the stage with just looking at what raw diets typically looked like as a whole, right? Your average raw diet, if we make some really broad assumptions, is a paleolithic style raw diet. So it's got a very high meat content, low fruit and veg content, and it really is des designed to mirror what wild animals eat. And those wild animals, very different nutritional goals than what we have for our companion animals, our dogs and cats that live with us. Wild animals, they want to reproduce like crazy, move their genetic information on into those younger generations, and they have super short lifespans, right? Which is absolutely usually the opposite of what we want for our dogs and cats. We want them to mm -hmm. live forever, and they're typically not having 
endless amounts of puppies and kittens. So we want to make sure that we are feeding them to support life longevity and get more healthy years with them, increase their health span. So with these longevity recipes, we created something that looks very different than a lot of the other raw recipes that you will find in freezer, including the recipes that we've made previously. This line is multi-platform. So we have frozen raw, we have freeze-dried raw, and we also have a breakthrough 20% freeze-dried raw meal blend. So that has a really unique 20% freeze-dried raw inclusion and looks very different than like what your typical raw boost kibble or your kibble plus category on shelf. Most raw boost kibbles have about three to 5% freeze-dried raw in them. And so this 20%, even at just face value without knowing details about the recipes, is a huge jump up there. No kidding. Yeah. (laughs) These recipes uh, with meal blends in particular, that 20%, that number comes from some of the recent research out of a group called Dogris that Dr. One's going to chat with a little bit more. And they really showed that that threshold, that tipping point where you really start to see the benefits of raw inclusion hits around 20%. That's like your sweet spot where you really start to see a transformation in your pet. So especially where we know a lot of folks are mixing raw into their pet's diet and not feeding 100% raw, this is another piece where we have created a food that's accessible to a lot more people, convenient for a lot more folks to really get the benefits of raw. And All of these longevity recipes are life stage specific. So we have tailored nutrition for growing puppies and kittens. We also have adult recipes. And then we have specific support for our aging pets with our adult seven plus recipes. That's amazing. I mean, that's, and I think that's what's so different, you know, from a retail perspective, because, you know, we have, you know, at my store, we have 16 freezers. So our specialty is raw. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've never had anything close to a life stage based raw food. So, um, so I was going to see Dr. Wynn, maybe if you could explain a little bit about what is it that makes longevity so different? Sure. Um, I'm really excited about being able to offer life stage recipes and life stage nutrition has been around for almost 50 years. I mean, it's well backed by science And uh, I think it's about time raw came to that science. As Stephanie was explaining, the the original belief was that dogs are wolves and um, cats are ferals and tigers and that they don't need fruits and vegetables. Well, there's now good research that the phytochemicals that are in uh, fruits and vegetables are beneficial, at least for dogs. A lot of research behind that. And um, so we include the rainbow of fruits and vegetables for all of the stages um, just like you hear, you're supposed to eat. It's for those same benefits. Um, mm-hmm. So all of the life stages have this rainbow of fruits and vegetables. And then we've used these key ingredients to customize the stages. And so, um, for instance, the puppy uh, and kitten stage, uh, those have uh, enhanced antioxidant levels. Antioxidants are known to optimize immune function. And so, for instance, if you want your puppy or kitten to respond to its vaccine, um, you know, optimally, uh, the greatest immune response that you can stimulate, antioxidants help to do that. There's also higher levels of DHA in the puppy and kitten recipes, and those actually support um, normal development of the eye. 
and the brain and um, have been said to uh, increase trainability. And usually you'd say for puppies, I think kittens should be trained too. So um, (laughs) those are two of the sort of key ingredients. Obviously, puppies and kittens require higher levels of certain uh, essential nutrients like calcium. Uh, and uh, where that is appropriate, we uh, also have inclu- included those increased levels of the essential nutrients. The adult, usually we're thinking about one to six years of age, the adult age. We really, at that age, we're talking more about just keeping things healthy, healthy nutrition and moderation, trying not to ruin the coming years, the senior years. This is really where you're trying to keep everybody um, on the level with, uh, for instance, a normal weight and a healthy microbiome. Uh, so the, this stage uh, does not have the higher levels of antioxidants. You don't need them then. It doesn't provide any benefit. Um, it is, uh, we do have the prebiotics and probiotics to support the microbiome. Um, we do not have the higher levels that a puppy needs that all stage nutrition would provide. We don't need those and we can decrease the cost of an adult stage for that reason. And the seven plus seniors, we're not, we're calling it seven plus because not all dogs look like seniors at that stage. And yet there's research that says that the quote unquote senior years start a lot earlier than we think they do in dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, That stage, we have um, made sure that there is plenty of protein. We still have the rainbow of fruits and vegetables, but we have these really interesting key ingredients, for instance, for dogs. Um, we've added, in addition to omega-3 fatty acids and glucosamine for joint health, for mobility, we've added turmeric, which is, as you know, a, a, um, a pretty powerful anti-inflammatory. Absolutely. Um, yeah. For cognitive health, we have uh, not just DHA, which is pretty common, but we also, in conventional pet foods at least, we also have coconut oil, which is a rich source of medium chain triglycerides, which is kind of the big new thing now in cognitive health in dogs. And in addition, I'm not aware of anybody else who's done this. We've added lemon balm. Lemon balm has some really good studies in people that show that it is good for cognitive health and memory um, retention in humans. So that's a really special formula for dogs. And I think the cat formula for seven plus is just as special. Um, We've done the same thing. We've added turmeric. Um, and there is um, uh, uh, MCT oil in the cats for cognitive health as well. But we've done something special. Cats, as anybody who's a cat owner is aware, cats have a vomiting problem, and most people will call it hairballs, oh, yes. right? So, so many cats, quote unquote, have hairballs. Well, we've moved away from that thinking. Veterinarians really don't talk about vomiting hairballs anymore. We talk about a vomiting cat. Hair just happens to be what, what's in their stomach because they groom themselves a lot, right? Sure. So this means that GI problems are very common in cats. And um, depending on sort of the final diagnosis, it is said that up to two thirds of these cats have a food allergy. And um, with this chronic, this chronic vomiting, chronic GI problems, sometimes diarrhea as well, they develop low levels of vitamin B12 or cobalamin. So this is kind of typical of these cats after they've had years of quote unquote vomiting hairballs, which is basically years of chronic GI problems. They're low in B12 and they may have some food allergies. And so what we've done with the seven plus feline is really exciting. We have increased the B12 level for these kitties and we've changed the protein. Um, I can tell you because I have a cat that is allergic to poultry and fish that 99.5% 
The formulas available on the market for cats are poultry and fish based. Yes, they are. And yep. that's it. And what you do is you develop uh, an allergy to what you're exposed to. So we had to find a non-poultry, non-fish based protein for this uh, formula. And so it's beef based. So this is really exciting for these older cats. Finally, the one thing that I'd forgotten about for both of these um, conditions, for both the dog and cat, is that we've raised the vitamin D. Um, if you have, um, if you're a certain age and you've been to your doctor in the last decade, you know that we're starting to talk about higher vitamin D supplementation Absolutely. for most humans. And um, in dogs and cats, we're beginning to learn that the same thing is happening. Many chronic problems, including um, uh, inflammatory bowel disease, cancer, um, skin allergies are associated with low vitamin D levels. And um, so, so what we've done is increase the vitamin D levels in these seven plus diets, which is also unique. We don't know of anybody else who's doing that. And just one more point to make about all, all life stages. You don't want to, that's, that is a very special formula, both of them for the seniors. You don't want to use that in an adult. First, it may be too much for these adults. There is some data that says that humans, too much supplementation is associated with all cause mortality, death. So you don't want to over supplement these adults. And the other thing is supplementing preventively is not going to prevent these diseases. So we want to use them when the body requires them. This is why life stage and nutrition is so important. Very nice. That's, that is so interesting. And um, I love those added ingredients that you've, you know, thoughtfully put in the food. I mean, that makes sense. Turmeric, lemon balm. I, I had not heard of that. So that's an, that's a very interesting one. Um, could you talk also maybe a little bit about some of the science of raw and, you know, some of the, the new research around it? Sure. Um, as related to life stage nutrition, which is what's so excited, um, we ran across a study a couple of years ago that was done at um, uh, California University, and uh, they looked at how Labradors age and they compared it to how humans age. As it turns out, and this is intuitive, dogs spend a much shorter period of time growing than humans do, right? We know that most dogs Mm -hmm. are mature by a year, maybe 18 months of age, and humans take um, 10 years to get to their adolescent stage and then their teenage years. And um, so we know that's true. Proportion-wise, they spend approximately the same amount of time as adults in those adult middle, middle years. However, it's interesting that in dogs, they actually, they're, they're using markers of aging changes in the dog's DNA. So they're not looking at when the dogs turn gray, for instance. They're using these biochemical markers. And what they find is that dogs actually enter these aging years much sooner than humans do. They spend a longer time with a, with a longer trajectory in senior years. And so that means something well over 50% are, uh, of their years are spent in these years where they are changing, um, their DNA is changing. And because of this, they are beginning to become more susceptible to these uh, diseases associated with age. So that's why we feel like it's really important to start them out right, start them on raw, make sure that you are not overdoing in the adult years, and then treat preventatively in the senior years. There's another uh, sort of life stage connection, and that has to do with, as you mentioned, the dog risk study um, earlier. This is from University of Helsinki, and what they've done is put a web-based 
questionnaire online for dog owners to answer. It's just dogs at this point, and it's just in Finnish, so it's just Finnish dog owners. Um, it is uh, a very detailed survey. It actually collects over 1,300 individual pieces of information. So it's looking at health connected to environment and um, environment. Part of the environment is food, and there are very detailed questions on the food. So they've published from this so far and found some really interesting things. Um, one of the most interesting, I think, for dog owners is that it turns out if you feed puppies raw or their mothers to some extent, if you feed them raw early in their lives, there's a lower chance of them developing skin allergies later in life. So this is all about this, um, how you feed early in life really impacts what happens later in life. They found sure. similar results for inflammatory bowel disease, or at least what they're calling inflammatory bowel disease, which is basically chronic vomiting and diarrhea. And again, as it turns out, if you feed the mom or if you feed the puppies early in life, um, uh, raw food, there is a much lower chance of developing IBD uh, later in life. There's one more really interesting uh, piece that's come out. There's now a new publication on this. And what they looked at was not just raw versus kibble, but they looked at the specific components of dogs' diets. And so they have these adult dogs, um, they know their health, and then they've asked, what, what was the diet early in life? Um, did you mix kibble and raw, for instance? Did you use a lot of vegetables, for instance? And what they found was that this benefit of raw showed up uh, first when people were feeding at least 20% raw. So if people were feeding 100% kibble and if they were feeding 80% um, kibble, um, their chances of developing these diseases was just as high, uh, was higher than if they developed raw. However, if you start to include 20% raw, um, these benefits show up of having a lower chance of developing these diseases as adults. And the more, the better. And uh, this is why um, Stephanie mentioned the meal blends. It's a 20% raw inclusion. This is why we've gone to 20% raw. This is the starter, starter pack, as it were, um, for including raw in the diet. Yeah. And then can you talk a little bit about um, kind of like the, the approach to raw and the safety that you guys implement there at Instinct? Sure. We're really proud of that. Um, the, the quote unquote dangers of raw are well known to veterinarians and um, to people who do the right kind of research. And in fact, raw made in homes is dangerous. We know that the U.S. meat supply is uh, contaminated with bad bugs. Uh, they are, it's mm -hmm. contaminated with E. coli and salmonella and others. And so you do have to address that if you make a raw food. The other quote unquote danger from raw that's been published by veterinarians is that many raw diets are not completely balanced. And so nutritional deficiencies can easily develop. Again, that applies mostly to homemade raw foods. Although uh, I will say that there are some small raw companies out there that don't bother to properly balance their diets. So uh, to start with uh, making a diet complete and balanced, you have to be able to, you have to have the knowledge to formulate those. And um, I, I'm a board certified veterinary nutritionist and our um, um, chief scientific officer, she has a PhD in food technology. We oversee our formulators who have a lot of training and experience. Um, we make sure that those diets look good on paper. And to be honest, that's what, where some companies stop. 
you have to go farther than that. You actually then have to make the diets and test them to make sure that they contain what you think they do. So we have a program of testing these um, over time as we uh, have them on the market to make sure that nothing has changed about the ingredients so that the, ingre- so that the nutrient amounts have not changed. So not only do we make sure they're completely balanced on paper, we um, monitor those nutrient contents over time. And for the longevity raw line, we actually are doing feeding trials to make sure as well that we can say that feeding trials have substantiated nutritional adequacy for these. That's the gold standard for nutritional adequacy and uh, longevity is undergoing that process now. As far as pathogens like E. coli and salmonella are concerned, um, we have a process in place called high pressure pasteurization, uh, sorry, high pressure as it's called. And what happens is the food is surrounded, a package of food is surrounded by water and then it's pressurized. And that pressure is something like 80,000 PSI. It's equivalent to the pressure at the bottom of the ocean. It kills um, microbes. It does not change the nutrients in the food to any significant degree at all. And uh, it's very effective. In addition, for some formulas, uh, we also add a probiotic. And these probiotics, um, they don't just ferment. That's not actually what's going on here. They actually make uh, these good bugs make compounds that inhibit the growth of the bad bugs. They're really, they really are good bugs that way. And um, so we do that for some of the formulas. And um, at the end of the day, what happens is that we are testing for these pathogens throughout the manufacturing process. The final test is when we're done handling them, we make sure that every batch is free of pathogens. We have a zero tolerance policy. If they come up positive, they don't go out. So um, I, would, I would bet um, my house that our safety uh, the protocols are the best on the planet for a raw food manufacturer. Yeah. And that is one of the barriers, I think, um, you know, for, for many people is, you know, they've been told that raw food has so much bacteria and your dog's going to get so sick. And, and yes, I mean, it's possible, especially if you're, you know, getting stuff from the grocery store and then you have no idea what's in it. But for a company like you guys who have gone through all of those extra measures to ensure the safety and the quality and the fact that it's complete and balanced um, is it's completely safe. So very, very um, put your mind at ease for sure. Yes. I want to add one more thing too, because it is such a unique and cool thing that we were able to achieve last year. It was a big milestone for us. So we actually have a excellent rating in both, both food quality and food safety. So uh, SQF certification is something that is a very high standard for us to be able to hit, especially as a raw pet food company. And we've started to talk about it a lot more frequently. So I think that really kind of drives home how seriously we take uh, raw food safety and we want to make sure we're providing the absolute best for pets. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. Um, one question I have is who formulates your recipes? So we start out uh, with nutrition targets and with the innovation ideas, what we want to um, achieve with a food um, by, I, I have a, a, a sort of a primary input into that. We talk it over with our PhDs and um, then the formulators start and they generally have um, bachelor's degrees or match, uh, master's degrees 
in animal science or food technology. They're very experienced. Um, our primary formulator has been with us, I think, about eight or nine years um, doing nothing but this. Um, so they're really good at what they do. Nice. And then nice. you get the recipes afterwards to make sure everything looks good before we go into that testing and, and monitoring phase. Exactly. Well, and it just speaks volumes about um, all of the the science, the research, the study at the University of Helsinki. Um, you guys are taking raw food to a different level. And I just want to, you know, I want people to really understand that it's not just, you know, oh, there's instinct, but really everything that's gone on behind the scenes to make it so unique. So I just, I'm really excited about it. And I'm so glad that you guys were able to join me today to kind of explain a little bit more in detail, um, just a lot of the details behind it that so many people don't realize. Thanks for having us, Tammy. Thanks. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. And, um, yeah, I mean, if there's, if there's any more, you know, people want to learn more, I'm assuming they can go to, um, is it instinctpetfood? Instinctpetfood.com. Especially if you want to look at the research, we have a whole page on our website that's dedicated to, the science behind raw. We also have a phenomenal active social media page. So follow us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can check out our YouTube channel, but we share a lot of those updates, that new information about the science of raw on our social pages. So definitely give us a follow there. Great, great information. Well, once again, thank you both. Um, I appreciate you taking the time today and um, I know the listeners are going to really enjoy the information here. So thanks again. Thanks, thanks, Tammy. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.